0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of These Little Moments Podcast. I'm your host, your online health and wellness coach, Ryan Kassem. And in this podcast, in this episode, it's my buddy, Jared Hamilton, the host of the Dieting from the Inside Out podcast, one of my very, very good friends, is here. He's here. He's with me in this podcast together. (laughs) We're going to keep going. (laughs) I got very into character on that. I got very into character. My good friend, Jared Hamilton, and I recorded a podcast when I was at his home in Indianapolis. And what I did was I asked AI. I asked artificial intelligence to name us the top 10 biggest issues that people have with nutrition. And you're going to want to hear this because we're going to cover all of the main issues that you are most likely struggling with, whether it's overeating, whether it's emotional eating, whether it's a budget, whether it's, you know, yo-yo dieting, we cover it all in this podcast and there's a lot of gold bits in here, a lot of gold bits that are worth a lot of money, worth a lot. Anyways, (laughs) I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you check out Jared. All over on the internet, after you listen to this podcast, or before, whatever you want to do. Without further ado, let's get into this podcast. See you in there. Excellent. Excellent. Are we good?
1: Test, test, test. Testing. Testing. I think we're good.
0: Testing. Oh hello. I
1: don't know, is she in the camera oh, shot? Hello.
0: Home? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> oh hello. Hey, no. hey no. Beautiful. Okay.
1: We're live, my friend. Well, live, I Yeah, we're live. Oh, let's just fuck it. Let's <laughs> just, just riff, bro.
0: <laughs> let's just do it. Welcome to another episode of these little moments podcast. Inside your house. <laughs> Inside my home. And uh, using your lovely equipment we got here, and your your puppies, and all that other jazz.
1: You hear the little pitter patters in the ground out or on the the background.
0: Oh, thank you. I got the paw on the. <laughs> yes, I'll keep petting you the whole time. Dad's fine. Dad's fine. But this is my first time in Indiana. Indiana. And uh, it's been it's been special. It's been <laughs> real <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. It's right. It's been real special. Um, but yeah, I'm here with the lovely, and beautiful, and smooth-skinned Jared Hamilton. (laughs) Your your first intro like that? That's right. Um, but yeah, I today on these little moments podcast. Obviously, we got special guest Jared Hamilton, and we're gonna. I googled, so not just googled, but I used AI, Google. Not even ch- it's Google Bard, Bard. You know that existed. Google Bard is their AI system, and uh, I googled, <laughs> I AI'd our questions for today. Okay. Okay. So all I did was search top ten issues people have with nutrition and exercise, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna roll them out, and then we're just gonna answer them how we normally would. Let's you know, can do it. Okay. But uh, keep it classy, and we got like you said, we got our nice puppies right here. Nika, knock it off. <laughs> so Nika,
1: the shepherd that sit, is sitting next to Ryan, does this cool thing where she just high fives you when you're not petting her enough. Mm-hmm. So she's a little high maintenance. So I'm getting
0: it right now. I'm getting the look. I'm getting the business. She right loves now. Uncle Ryan. <laughs> what? Where did you get the name from?
1: I, you know whenever we've got any of our dogs, we just like write down like ten names that we we are like okay, this would be cool. Cause she was gonna be Keela. Oh, so but then we were like started with Keila, We're like, just kind of feels weird and just yeah, doesn't, you know. So she ended up, we ended up going with Nika with an N.
0: Where'd you like? I've never heard either of those names.
1: Um. Well, so Shelby and I don't love like names like every other dog. Like every other like, like, uh, like shepherd is named like Duke. Yeah. Or or uh, Samson or whatever. Now she's right. a girl, but. Um, I think we just looked up like cool dog names or, um, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Remy was almost Odin.
0: Oh, yeah. Totally different vibes. So yeah, yeah, it just, yeah. it just kind of depends. <laughs> so. It's funny. Cause if he was Odin, he would just like, he has the exterior of an Odin. Yeah. But the personality of yeah. a, who knows, he may decide to walk over here and make his appearance. So. <laughs> he might That's right. <laughs> I like the name Keela though. Cause it's like cool. the end of tequila. Wow. <laughs> 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 I ain't never gonna unhear <laughs> that now. I love it. That's what I assumed. I <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, teela. No, like, that's great.
1: Like ke- like, 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 like Tequila.
0: Like Tequila. Like Tequila. no, that's great. I love that. Ours when I na- when we my mom and I were naming Joey, originally my dog was supposed to be a boy. And they like there was a mix up with the people we were picking her up from and they had already sold the boy dog. And they were like, well, we have this girl Shih Tzu Poodle if you want that. And we were like, okay. We are like, well, now we don't know what to name this freaking dog. Wow. Uh, so originally Joey was going to be Bubba for a boy, but then we are like, we can't name a girl Bubba. So we just instead went with the name Joey from Dawson's Creek, which is a, wow. a show most people don't remember. <laughs> But that's how Joey got her name. All anyways, right. anyways. Anyways. Enough about these goddamn dogs. <laughs> okay? We got some questions to answer. Okay. Question number one. So I'll, I'll have you go first. Maybe I'll piggyback you. Okay. Ride you. Ride you. That's a scene. Ride you good. <laughs> and then uh, we'll just go back and forth. <laughs> wow. We're riffing, man. We're riffing, riffing here. riffing. I'm all about it, bro. <laughs> all right. Number one. The first issue that was generated by AI technology that people have the top 10. Okay, again, top 10 issues people have in nutrition as generated by artificial intelligence. Question number or issue number one. It says the number one issue is that people don't know what to eat. And I'll read what they say. Okay, and then we can riff. Okay many people struggle with knowing what to eat to lose weight gain weight or maintain a healthy weight there's a lot of conflicting information out there about nutrition it can be hard to know what to believe jared thoughts
1: i mean i would agree that there's a lot of conflicting information uh, mm-hmm. around this stuff that makes it hard to believe it's one of the things that um, when people find like when people are applying for coaching it's one of the first things i hear is "Well, oh, what made you want to even look into this and they're like there's just so much information i don't know what to, to mm-hmm. believe is true and accurate and it's like the the camps, if you will, are almost against each other, where like this person has a PubMed study about why carbs are bad, but this one has a PubMed study about why carbs are good or whatever yeah. the case is so um I think the solution is to a number one is um, pick the camp you're like this isn't really uh, this I don't know how helpful this is, but I think you need to pick who you're gonna listen to mm. if you're listening to seventeen different people yeah. um, you're gonna have issues. I remember when I was a trainer way back in the day um. Uh, at my local setup, um, I was I did a, I, I worked with a lot of young athletes, mm-hmm. and young athletes have a lot of coaches. Yeah, um, but they would come to me because I had to fill the gaps that their strength coach wasn't getting. So, but there's would the, be the problem because in the, that dynamic it was um, they had a high school strength coach, mm-hmm. they had an athletic trainer, they had a nutritionist from the school, and then they had a specialist coach of like pitching or running mm-hmm. or whatever. Then they weren't happy with the results, so now they hired Jared. So now this kid has five. Five professionals telling them what to do mm-hmm. and it's going to cause a lot of issues for sure so it's no different for uh, adults yeah going through just weight loss so i think a you need to pick who f- who resonates with you who feels i think i think we need to look at like when looking to get help and who to learn from i think we need to see what take a step back and not let this be emotional you know it's like it's easy to make the fit sound good in our heads when it's like lose 30 pounds in 30 days but we also know logically that's not how it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. but what feels right to you what resonates most with your life what resonates most what 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 feels practical and doable because in with a lot of the information you hear like the word optimal thrown around like oh this is the optimal morning routine well if it's not practical then it's worthless or this is the optimal way to lose weight well if that means getting rid of carbs and doing crossfit every day that's not practical for most people Mm -hmm. so i think we have to look at it through kind of that lens when trying to decide what plan to even follow.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think I think you kinda nailed it where it's it's almost like that information constipation feeling where it's like I am so bombarded with all this information that I am immobile. Right, you become paralyzed from action. And then I think another thing that you hit on too is you almost do have to pick what camp you're gonna be in, right? And and plan to be in that camp for some time. I think that's the kind of like you were mentioning, that's the biggest thing is When you have all these people telling you to do one thing, right, it it causes you to not make any action. But also at the same time, you know, if you do pick a camp and stay with it for X amount of time, then you're either going to realize this works for me or it doesn't. But you'll only realize that if you've given it consistent time, right? So I think I think you kind of nailed it in the head where it's, you know, you know, people don't know what to eat is because they either have too much information going through their heads, or they've never actually tried something consistently to know if it works for them or not.
1: Well, I think the other piece too is I think that that's a loaded question. What to eat? Yeah, right. is no plan should be telling you what to eat. Mm-hmm. Like the way you and I coach is, there's no like list of good foods, bad foods, cheap mm-hmm. foods, healthy foods, unhealthy foods. Like, yeah, of course, some foods are more nutritionally dense and less processed, and more the other way around. But that doesn't mean any your good or bad. Like you and I had pizza and donuts last night, you know, for, yeah, we did <laughs> we a lot of pizza and donuts. and It was glorious, but we're also making sure like we both had for lunch, like chicken quinoa bowls that right. my wife made or these high protein chicken enchiladas or what, well, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think when people go, well, what do I eat? They're looking for an exact like meal plan. But So I think right. the, the mental state around that is off versus I think a better question would be like, how should I be eating for, to, to reach these goals? Oh, well, that's a, Saying what do I eat versus how should I be mm. eating? I feel like those are two entirely different, different things. One is telling, like imagine if someone said, um, if we compare change industries, if it, if I said, how, tell me how I should parent versus tell me what to parent,
0: right?
1: You know what I mean? I feel like one is principle based, um, one is fundamentals based, and one is just a rigid plan that's not going to be sustainable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think we all have a general idea of what to eat, right? Like we all know, like apples are good. We you know broccoli's good We you know you should probably avoid foods that you're allergic to right maybe you shouldn't have pizza so you hate night. oranges you bigot what <laughs> I the didn't fu- say oranges man <laughs> but, that, but that's how they approach it though everyone yeah, yeah, does yeah. they go you say yeah.
1: oh apples are good for you so never ever right. have anything that's not fruit or right don't have processing right. ever again right for sure you know yeah
0: and it doesn't and I think that's a good lesson itself it doesn't it, it, there's no it's not black and white it's gray right it's like uh You know, you got to find what food, again, to answer it, not knowing what to eat, you got to find what foods you enjoy that facilitate your goal and you can do for the long run. And I think that's the important part. That's where a lot of conflicting information comes out because there is a lot about nutrition and all that. And uh, yeah, I mean, kind of, if you think about where you started with your nutrition and where I started my nutrition, like I started on a very strict, rigid plan and then I would binge on the weekends, right? That's what I did. I I
1: came up in a bodybuilding gym. Yeah. Um, and Mike, my, my first inclination to nutrition was um, apples are bad. Mm. You have to eat a dozen eggs a day. Um, if it's you, you shouldn't even be salting your chicken because you might gain water retention. Like right. that kind of stuff, like right. old, not even accurate body. Right, right. <laughs> I'm talking about like meathead who just goes
0: like I lift things up and put them right, down. Like, right.
1: I'm talking about guys that can't pronounce words like you know what i mean um but that's what i thought i was i literally tupperware every i had had chicken rice and broccoli Mm -hmm. in six containers that followed me every day um i was scared i I was actually we were talking about this the other day i remember when i was i was struggling i would read all the magazines and the articles about you know what to do what not to do the best Mm -hmm. diet and i read this one that said the top four foods not to eat while driving (laughs) and i was like oh my gosh i drive to school every day like in college and i'm like I shouldn't be eating apples on the way to school. Like what the fuck? Right. Oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? But but again, that's where most people are at. They they hear these headlines and this information, they're like, "Wow." But then this person over here, like Ryan Guy, says mm-hmm. apples are great. So who do I believe?
0: Right. Right. No, it's true. I mean, I think and that my <laughs> I was I started eating the way I did because a buddy of mine who was just in really good shape, he, like he just wrote down eat Greek yogurt for breakfast, like have oatmeal for lunch, like, and dinner was whole wheat pasta and chicken. (laughs) That's, like, all I knew about, like, nutrition, because I was just looking for someone just to tell me what to do. Right? So, I think, again, that's that's the, and that's that strictness and rigidity? Rigidity? Rigidity. 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 Indiana. Rigidity. (laughs) That rigidity... (laughs) Sounds weird how I say it now. But those those strict parameters made it so that I would binge or I was looking for that uh, external like comfort or, or source because I wasn't having it during the week. Um, but yeah, I think we did a good job answering that Kapow. question. Yeah, kabam! Kabam! Anyways, the next one that was generated by artificial intelligence. Number two, a lack of time. It says, people are busy, and it can be hard to find time to cook healthy meals. This can lead to people eating unhealthy processed foods that are high in calories, sugar, and unhealthy fats. Jared, what do you think about a lack of time and that people being busy is part of the reason why they're not losing weight or they're struggling with nutrition
1: i i don't think it's a lack of time i think it is a lack of a plan that is sustainable in a busy schedule Mm. um the thing is there's always i don't care what your situation is there are always things that you can do to move the needle forward and i know i'm saying this as a 30 some year old no child male (laughs) right (laughs) you know so I, i know like it's a frustrating thing um, a lot of the ladies that listen to to people like us who don't have kids and yep. don't have as many responsibilities say like, Oh, we all have the same 24 hours. Right. But it's like, I get it. Like I don't have five kids to attend to. I don't have to be mm-hmm. in line for soccer practices and pick up little, little Jaredette from dance or all these different things. But at the same time, tell me how, how you're too busy to stop when you're full. Right. Tell me how you're too busy to carry a water bottle of water with you. Mm-hmm. Tell me you're how you're too busy to, um, instead of scrolling on your phone for eight hours, cause that shows that now to, um, to listen to podcasts, tell me how you're too busy. Instead of watching four hours of Netflix every night, you can't go on a walk around your block. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing is you may be too busy for a cookie cutter, stereotypical meathead plan. Right. But at the end of the day, yeah, we're, you're busy, but we're all busy. Yeah. But we also at the end of the day, prioritize what are we, we make time for what we prioritize. Um, I know a lot of people who are too busy but for some reason they were they found the time and the money to be on on Black Friday or the Super Bowl they took the the day off of work mm-hmm. or whatever the case is um that that I think we have to look at both sides of it cuz I get you're too busy but every person that's ever told me they're too busy they have 8 hours of screen time every day they um have watched every season of House of Cards or The Walking Dead or whatever right. their thing is or they always make it to happy hour they always make it um to all these other things so I think it's funny that like we have time for some and we don't have time for others. Mm. So I just think you're, I think where you choose to spend your money and where you choose to spend your time is, I don't care what you say. It just shows where your priorities are. Mm -hmm. But the simple answer from my side of the table would be, um, it's not that people don't have time. It's people lack a plan that is conducive Mm -hmm. for a, for, for a busy life.
0: Yeah. No, I would agree with that because again, it's, (laughs) <laughs> I used to be that be like we all have the same 24 hours it's like no <laughs> we don't there are there are people who like you said they're raising like my sis- seeing my sister with kids and I'm sure you've seen your brother with kids and all that is it gives you a good insight of like oh shit like your time is preoccupied. Yo,
1: Shelby just only watches girls like yeah. here and there and it's like holy shit like that was like last night she was gone for 3 4 hours yeah. and, and it's not even our our girls right. you know
0: right yeah so it, it, so you could see it gives you some insight into how time is no longer yours when you have responsibilities like that and uh it can make it harder right so i do think it's more of looking at your day as a whole and it might be different day to day but looking at your your biggest windows of opportunity and how you can capitalize it so i like what you said like you know you could always bring a big ass water with bottle with you wherever you go and focus on hydration right you can uh, if you find yourself scrolling a lot, maybe do some stretching while you're scrolling. Uh, if you find yourself, you know, with 10 minutes, maybe do a 10-minute circuit or do a 10-minute walk, right? I think there's that, – that, I think that also plays into the mindset, like the all-or-nothing mindset, right? Where it's like, well, if I don't have one hour to work out, what's the point? If I don't have, you know, 20 minutes to prep food, what's the point, right? Instead of looking at, well, what's the point – you need to look at what you can control, right? So if you don't have 20 minutes to prep food, buy a rotisserie chicken, right? Like shred that, shred that shit up and and put that into some Tupperware, get some frozen vegetables, microwave those things for 2 minutes, throw that into the Tupperware. So it's the plan that's the problem. Right, it's the planning. Right, absolutely. And it's how you and and it's how you, I think it's the plan, it's also how you're viewing mm-hmm. your time, right? So, so the people that view that they have no time versus the people that view this is my time what can I do to capitalize the most and then plan from there
1: well I I think to to cap this one um, I I think it's a difference in what we're looking for we always find what we look for I Mm. think one is I think there's two camps of people that one camp is the people who fight their for their limitations or excuses and the others fight for their reasons because if someone says I don't have time so psychologically you are literally shutting off your brain's ability to go find more. Mm, it's literally yeah. shutting it off. So you could have an extra four hours a day, but you'll be oblivious to it because you said, I don't have time period. Yeah. Versus if you say, how do I my find time? How do I make time? You're looking for it. So your way your brain works as a supercomputer, it will find it. it'll be like yo you actually could get up 30 minutes early instead of hitting the snooze right four times like i did this morning right or you know whatever the case may be it's like actually you could just go to the gym on your days off from work and that's yeah. a good two to three days a week right. or whatever the case may be but i think a lot of it is the mental place you're in because that will dictate your subconscious actions and thoughts to find the solution as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah i like how you said that how you're you're limiting your your body and your brain's ability to find a solution when you when you tell yourself the same narrative that you don't have time yeah that's really important i like that okay i think kapow Kapow. (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's good stuff Ryan, right.
1: Ryan's dialect is changing as he's been a week
0: with it me. It really – I usually – my accents usually vary, but they, they usually harness whenever I'm in a certain location.
1: I thought I talk like you talk – you and I talk the same, and then you're like, you sound like a fucking cow. <laughs> like, wow. i it's twangy. It's yeah.
0: twangy. Welcome to Indiana. You know, twangy.
1: You like corn?
0: Okay. <laughs> I do. Okay, number three. Cost of healthy foods. I think this one is interesting. Says healthy foods can be more expensive than unhealthy foods. This can make it difficult for people on a budget to eat healthy. I think this one we can we can nail pretty quickly. But what are your thoughts on the cost of healthy? I call food?
1: bullshit completely. Um, first of all, like I, I'm not a fan of the let's let's label healthy food and unhealthy food. Not a fan of that. But mm-hmm. let's play devil devil's advocate for a yeah. second. Like, okay, let's say. Th- the reason people can't get to where they want to be is because the, the, the foods they should be eating the majority of the less processed, more nutritious, whole real foods cost more money than the other ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, last time I checked, a family-sized bag of Doritos is way more expensive than, um, than uh, steamable broccoli, mm. right? Or um, if you go buy the big package of, of raw chicken breast, mm-hmm. that will make how many meals for the average person? Like. Mm-hmm. Let's say if there's six chicken breasts in there, most people aren't even eating that much protein. So that's 12 right. meals worth of protein. Mm-hmm. Ten, let's say eight to 12 meals for $15. Like you can eat better quality, more nutritiously, dollar menu style. Mm-hmm. Um, whether whether it be like chick cans of chick cans of chicken cans of tuna, right. um, raw raw meat. Like it's it's when you get the stuff that's like the vegan burgers <laughs> or right. the uh, the pre packaged stuff. I that, I think from at least here where I live and whenever I travel and I see it, that's what costs the most amount of money is the highly processed mm-hmm. things. Yeah. so
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think, and I also like playing the devil's advocate because I, I do think, uh, yeah, obviously I think when people associate healthy foods, they're thinking like organic. And, and you don't have to do that. Right. And that's, and we know from research that there's, there's no difference between organic foods and non-organic foods, right? It's just pretty much the price point is going to be different. Um, Now, it's not to say, like, if that's your thing, cool, go for it. But if you're looking at budgeting food for your health goals, I think it's important to say, one, well, how much are you spending on fast food or things like that? Because even though they may, they could be cheaper. Who knows? Like, I don't even know if the dollar menu is still a thing, but, hey, that could be cheaper. But if you're going frequently during the week because you don't have meals that you can – eat right mm-hmm. they're gonna give you more like literally just more quantity more volume of food to eat rather than going to a fast food every week those dollars add up right versus and then also you're putting your. i think what doesn't also get talked about is you're putting yourself in those scenarios where you can then overeat more right because like i don't know about you like if i go to mcdonald's i'm not just going for the single big mac like i'm, I'm getting the meal Their
1: business model mcdonald's specifically is predicated on that they lose money on the burger because they make money on everything else. Because no one actually buys only a burger. Right,
0: right. Who who would? Psychos would. Right. Excuse <laughs> me. burp right in the mic. Excuse me. But like psychos <laughs> would, because y- you don't you don't go for just burger. You you say oh, new milkshake this month. Haven't had that in a little bit. Getting that apple pie, McDonald's apple pies banging. Getting that French fries. Yup. Oh, they got nuggets. I forgot how good those were sign up for those.
1: The station's working. Today right. <laughs>
0: so, exactly. So, you're putting your you're also putting yourself in scenarios and environments where it could lead to you one spending more money and two, you know, overspending for your health, yeah. right? So, I think it's important and, you know, not to say that, you know, inflation isn't a thing right now and food prices are going up, but you can all, like I said, you can also look at frozen vegetables. Frozen vegetables are actually some of the mo- most nutrient dense foods that you can have, and they're going to be on the cheaper side, right? And like I said, there's there's tuna cans. Like I don't, hate, I've never even had tuna before. I can't even get past the smell, but those are pretty affordable as well, yeah. right? You know, like chicken breasts and all that stuff. And uh, like we said, like the rotisserie chicken. Like you, you, Jared's a new member of Costco, brand new member, executive member. Right, of baby. Costco, Indiana. And rotisserie chickens at Costco, $4.99. Yeah. Right? You can get, like, two or three of those, shred those up, put those in the Tupperware.
1: And it's the price of, like, a uh, fast food number one. You can't go to any fast food joint, mm-hmm. order whatever their number one is without spending $15. Yeah. Um, I was at Chipotle the other day, and my one meal was almost $20 just Mm -hmm. mine like just just it alone I went to Shelby and I went to grab we hadn't had five guys in a minute and we went to five guys our two burgers two fries two drinks was $40 Mm -hmm. out of five guys
0: yeah well five guys is notoriously (laughs) right 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 right. but like that's the thing is
1: I think you I think people hear this is the thing I I hate about um, it's like the game of telephone Mm. right the story keeps getting changed and gets worse the more it goes on so people are like oh eating healthy is so expensive right and then like more people say it and believe it. But if you actually compare dollars to dollars, like, y- yes, there are some things. I think there are some things that are going to be more expensive, but inflation doesn't just cover chicken and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Inflation hits Doritos, Cheez Its, um, right. and freezer meals. Right. And if you look at compare dollars to dollars, like Hot Pockets to chicken breast mm-hmm. or um, whatever it may be, like Doritos to. Let's let's say I mean I know they're not in the same category, but so like a bag of frozen vegetables, mm-hmm. it, or rice. I mean, you can buy a fucking twenty pound bag of rice or a massive bag of potatoes right. for single dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, I think it goes back to the what are you looking for? If right. you want to eat healthy on a budget, it's there. If you want to eat healthy lavishly, you mm-hmm. can do that. It's what you're looking for. But there, I mean, I know a lot. Here's my thing: bodybuilding. Not to say everyone should be anyone should be a bodybuilder necessarily, but I know a lot of. Poor bodybuilders who – because bodybuilding doesn't pay. It's it's literally just a vanity sport. That, right. that is it. Um, oh, hot take. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, but, but, like, that's the thing is it's not like no one's – even, like, Mr. Olympia at the top of the food chain with bodybuilding, He the, the money he makes is probably enough to cover literally just, like, his steroids or just enough to cover <laughs> his trainer or just enough to cover one area in his life. Great. But for the average person, even in that world, they're all broke. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and you can absolutely eat – to your goals on a budget if you look for it it's you know it's no different than anything else
0: i agree and i think you just also have to remember is the reason you convenience is expensive that's what you're paying for is convenience you know so choose the more a little bit more inconvenient route might be a little bit more friction but you also have to just think about like i said they make convenient nutrient-dense foods yep. that you can get that are more affordable. It's just, again, it stems back to what you originally said is planning, which nobody wants to do, right? Instead, it's easier to I complain. Hate right? I hate thinking about it. Right. I hate preparation. I don't like eating the same well, thing sorry, every day. Your
1: private chef is going to cost you a lot of money. That's sweetheart.
0: right. <laughs> Five guys ain't cheaper, darling. Uh, Anyways, kapow! <laughs> 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 be the Number this. four. Number four. Anyways. Gar. Gar. Number four. All right. As told by artificial intelligence, lack of access to healthy foods. So kind of – this is. I think this is another important thing. So it says not everyone has access to healthy foods. People who live in – they call it food deserts, which are areas with limited access to fresh produce and other healthy foods, are more likely to eat unhealthy foods. And I think we covered this for Mm -hmm. a good amount with our last one. I think this will be a quick one where we also have to recognize that not everybody's going to be in the same environment, same scenario. So when it comes to this, we have to ask, well, what can we control? Mm -hmm. Right. What can we control if I don't have access to all this fresh food or fresh produce? Okay. What do I have access to? Do I have access to frozen fruit? Do I have access to frozen vegetables? Uh, Do I have access to tuna cans? Do I have access to some sort of chicken or protein? You mentioned rice. Rice being a very affordable option and available in most areas. Right, potatoes. Potatoes. Right, potatoes. Potatoes. You know, having you have to just control what you can. I think that's the biggest thing. And I think we also have to just recognize we would be ignorant morons if we just said everybody has access to the same amount of thing everywhere, right? which we recognize that's not the case, but we do know everybody has access to hmm, Jared's camera just made a little funny little face at us. We do have access to, (laughs) I'm going to keep talking just in case, but we do have access to understanding how many calories can I intake, right? How many calories can I intake in a day? Um, and sort of monitoring that part of your health that you can control. Um, but any quick thoughts from you on this yeah, one? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Even if you have mm, – you're in a food desert, so there's this mm. – AI put it um, – you you can still eat moderately of the other stuff. Like, there, yeah. I get there are situations you may be living with someone who else who buys the food. You may be living sure. with your grandparents who only fries every fucking thing mm-hmm. or whatever. But you can still own what's in your control and forget what's not. If you can't Mm -hmm. control where the food choices are they're coming from, you can control how much of it you eat. You can control stopping when you're full. You can control not saying fuck it and starting over Monday. You Mm -hmm. can control still getting your workouts in. You still need to control as many controllables as you can and not hyperfixate on the one thing you can't.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Nailed it. Nailed it, Daddy. Kapow! Kapow! And what do we say? Kapow! Okay, go on to the next one. Number five food cravings. People often crave unhealthy foods, such as sweets, salty snacks, and fast food. These cravings can be hard to resist, and they can lead to overeating and weight gain. Jared, what are your thoughts on food cravings?
1: Um, Suppression and Mm. restriction makes them worse. Mm. Avoidance makes them worse. Um, Have what you're craving. Just don't eat it like a Fucking asshole. <laughs> um, my, my, my strategic, though, like my the way that we teach clients is um, kill a craving when it's small. Mm-hmm. Cravings never go from zero to a 100, no matter what anyone thinks. Yep. No one goes uh, – no one – very few people, I should say. There's, of course, probably an anomaly. Um, but the majority of people's cravings for, let's say, Oreos don't go from zero where they don't want them at all to, I'm about to steal this from a child. Mm-hmm. They, they This is how it normally goes. They go – they see someone have it, or they smell the food, or they they see it on a commercial, and they're like, ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. It just started. We're at a 1, 1 or 2 on a mm-hmm. scale of 1 to 10. Yep. But then they forget about it. Now it keeps growing. Now it's a three, four, five, and they're just like, man, that sounds really good. And then they go, no, I'm being good, whatever that even means. Mm-hmm. No, I'm being good. So they suppress it even more. Yep. Now it's a now it's like an 8 or a 9. They're yeah. like, fuck, I would do anything for this. Now it's a 10. And they go, okay. It's the weekend. I deserve this. You know what? I need to live a little. And then right. they wonder why they smashed the whole pack of Oreos. Right. So, but if they would have ha- handled it when it was small, right. it's like a hunger cue. If you're, like, this is the thing I hate about the, the, the fear-mongering meshe- message of no, 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 eating, it makes the craving worse. Like, no, not at all. Like, if you had apple pie every day. Apple pie wouldn't start to be so fucking glorious but right. you don't have it very often. Right. But it's like if you have a if your hunger is on a three and you have a little bit of food, the hunger goes away mm-hmm. until you get hungry again. But if you wait till your hunger gets to a ten, you're gonna be ravenous. Right. It's no different with cravings. If you're craving sugar, salty, sweet, savory, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You need to kill the craving with the with the kill it when it's small with the level that's appropriate. Three mm-hmm. level craving, three level response. Mm-hmm. If you let it get to a five, you're going to have a, with a five level response. Mm-hmm. So when you're like, "Man, Oreos sound good," you need to go get two Oreos out of your pantry and right. eat them and enjoy them, and all of a sudden the craving goes away, right. and it's really easy to work right. two Oreos into your calorie budget.
0: Yeah, I mean, how many times have you heard a client say, "I've, a, hey, I was craving Oreos and I allowed myself to have those couple of Oreos and that's all I needed." Right. Like how many. Every time. Yeah. Every Imagine if time. It
1: was like anything else, though. Like, oh, I was really thirsty and I hadn't water and I wanted more water. Right. Like, no, that's not how it works right. at all.
0: Right. Right. And I think and I, and I like how you and I, that's how I like to describe cravings, too. It's it's on like a sliding scale. And I like how you said when there's a five level respo- when there's a five level craving, there's a five level response. And I think that's very, very important. That's something in my past history That's a big reason why I would overeat or binge on these foods because I was only having these foods every single day. Like you said, you drive by this place, it smells delicious, or your friends are eating this, it looks delicious. But in your mind, you're like, I have goals, I have to make progress. But you're actually not making any progress when you don't incorporate moderation into your diet because it's going to backfire eventually, right? It's going to backfire you eventually. You are going to run out of motivation. Movation? Movation. (laughs) No T in there. Movation. (laughs) I've been here too long. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going home tomorrow. What not? That's great. You're going to run out of motivation and you're going to give in to these cravings eventually. And I think the biggest, the, the, big macro is that you keep looking at these foods as good or bad. I think right. that's the biggest thing is that's a big reason why you're not incorporating them. And also you have this narrative in your head that you can't just have one, right? Mm-hmm. And and that there's there's if you have one, you'll have all of it, right? right? So it starts with understanding, hey, there's no such thing as good or bad foods. And also you can be that person who can just have one. You can be that person. Don't keep telling yourself the narrative That you are this person who can't just have one. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. We could talk about that one for. a I was gonna say. You're like. I was. I was was watching your lips move, and I was like, "Goodbye." Okay. Goodbye. All right. Next up. This, these are This is These are daddy's wheelhouses, right? These are what daddies do on a daily basis. This question. (laughs) Okay. This is Daddy's Daily Duties. All right. This is our wheelhouse. Home run ball here. Number six, as told by artificial intelligence on why people struggle the most with nutrition. And this is number six, which I think we would, you know, be fun. Maybe we reorganize the order of importance for this at the end of it. But number six, I built this up. It better be good. <laughs> Number six, emotional eating. Ooh, yeah. spicy. Many people use food to cope with stress, sadness, and other emotions. This can lead to overeating and weight gain. Daddy Jared, what are your thoughts on emotional eating? and the issues people have with it with their nutrition
1: if you do not get on the other side of emotional eating you will never get to where you want to be because there's two sides there's two things that i teach with emotional eating on the surface fat loss will never fucking happen Mm -hmm. imagine if your goal is to save money but you were an emotional spender every bad day you max your credit cards out you would never save the money if you're an emotional eater trying to lose weight you are an emotional human we have a negative emotions all the time, every, sometimes every day, every week, every couple days. So if your only coping mechanism is running to food, you're in deep shit. Just like mm-hmm. if your only coping mechanism is drinking or mm-hmm. drugs or whatever the case is, the food is just the more societally accepted version of that. Mm-hmm. But it's still doing the same thing. It's, not, it's suppressing, distracting, and avoiding, which never mm-hmm. made anything better. Mm-hmm. But there's a second ne- scary side to emotional eating is you don't get to pick and choose what you're numb to. Numb is numb. So if you, over time, emotionally numb to the negative emotions speak with food, yeah, you're right. You don't feel stress, worry, or anxiety as much, but let's say years from now, you don't feel happiness, joy, gratitude, or being present with your kids. Christmas morning isn't as nice. You just feel kind of gray in life mm-hmm. because numb is numb. You can't pick. Mm. Um, so there's the really couple deep sides to that. But this is exactly why to the solution is to you is find ways to hold space in for these negative emotions and feel them in a very healthy, very therapeutic-like way separately from food. Now, what I see a lot of people do, though, in this sector is they quit emotional eating and they use something else. They emotionally clean. They'll clean their mm-hmm. house over and over and over again. Yeah, cool. That's dope. Your house is never is always spotless, but you're still mentally broken because you're hiding your emotions with cleaning mm-hmm. or you're hiding your emotions with your kids and pouring into them and you forget you have an identity as well. Mm-hmm. All these different things. We have to hold space for our emotions. There are mm-hmm. different things we can do to make it some more tactical this is when um, journaling is great mm-hmm. like writing out what you feel meditating is great and reminding yeah. yourself that you're allowed to yourself you're that you're allowed to feel in your own body because it may not have been that way growing up a lot of mm-hmm. people when they expressed their emotions they got berated or beat or um, yelled at or screamed at where it wasn't safe so that's your coping mechanism mm-hmm. but that's not but but you're the adult now and we can change that so yeah. that's why we have to address this because just sure of shit, fat loss is not going to happen. Oh, yeah. And you're not going to be mentally okay. You'll eventually break and mm-hmm. fall off again.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I, and I think I always look back on the times when I'm feeling very emotionally overwhelmed. Where I think if we go back again. Where we go back to where we talked about how there's so much information from nutrition. People feel paralyzed. Same thing with emotion. Is there so much emotion you feel paralyzed. Which is why you keep avoiding right that you're like the action of trying to sort through this hurts or you perceive it to hurt way more than actually just well let me just scroll my phone instead like Mm -hmm. that's a better way for me to go about this time better but I think if any time I think about the the moments I've actually sat with my my emotions and my thoughts and my feelings like I become like uh like it all comes out right like if I you see it right and you and you allow you're you're allowing your you're allowing yourself to feel it in its totality right and there's been things where it's like I've sat down or I've been in the shower right and I'm just like I'm just gonna allow this to happen right now not like push it away and it's just like I, there's been times I've just cried there's been times I've just screamed right like and it's important. Because until you really allow yourself to feel these things, you carry it with you everywhere and in everything that you do, right? So in this specific example, it's nutrition. You're carrying these motions with you, motions, I'm skipping letters now. You, you carry these motions with you uh, with with your nutrition. So that's why, you know, like I said, if you're experiencing stress or sadness or anything like that, it, it's – leading you to go into those cabinets cabinets right because the the act of feeling it is suppressed by the cookies right or same thing at work right like maybe you are maybe you're the person at work that everybody doesn't like because you're an asshole to yourself and that's reflecting on the actions that you're doing at work so <clears throat> it's it's interesting because we think that allowing ourselves to feel these emotions or process these emotions is going to be hard but you're actually doing the harder thing by carrying, carrying. let's like carrying a bunch of luggage with you everywhere you go, in doing everything you're doing, and it makes your day to day tasks feel like you're walking through muck, right? Whereas if you just dealt with these, if you sat with it for even just two minutes, I think that's a good place to start. Is like one minute, two minutes, no distractions, no phones, no anything like that. Allow yourself to feel it. You'll feel. A, you actually feel. I know you've mentioned this before, but you actually feel that weight being lifted off you can
1: if you actually do this the right way you can feel And this is the goal where in your body is that Mm. i i can tell you what my anxiety will either be in the pit of my stomach or in my throat Mm. you know what i mean um trauma and stress and and all these things are stored in the body but the problem is most people a haven't sat with themselves long enough to actually do this work but b they they don't actually sit with themselves they're like all right i'm doing the sit to myself with myself to get it out It's Mm -hmm. like you're that's like giving without expectation, but secretly having an expectation. Right. You know, instead of just giving without expectation, it's the same thing here. Like think about for those listening, when was the last time you actually sat with zero agenda, zero judgment Mm -hmm. and zero attempt to fix Mm -hmm. just to go? You know what? This anxiety has been bothering me for so long. I'm just going to let myself be anxious right now because it's okay. I'm allowed to be anxious in my own skin. You'll notice that. Anxiety has no po- no no choice but to start to leave, right? What happens when you face a fear? It can't stay. It literally can't stay. If your if your mo has been to run from anxiety, stress, worry, chaos, and you go, you know what? I'm going to allow it to be here. It's going to be like, what the fuck do I do? You know, ah, mm-hmm. and it can't stay. Right. It's why if you're like, I'm scared of heights, jump on a plane. You're like, well, fuck, I'm not scared of heights anymore. Right. Uh, maybe I need bigger heights, and then it's, <laughs> it's it's a game. Yeah, but that's the how it works with any negative emotions—not just fear, mm-hmm. worry, doubt, scarcity, um, all the things.
0: Huh. Yeah, absolutely. I think you nailed it, and I think uh, kapow, kapow, <laughs> because that's something we can just—we've done whole podcasts huh? on. But uh, but it's true. I think that's that's the biggest key is you gotta let yourself feel it. You can't avoid it. It's always gonna be there until you do. Like that dog falling you everywhere. You know, it's 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 right there. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> it's right there. Let your <laughs> let your motions speak. Let your motions speak. Give him a seat at the table. Don't put him at the kids' table no more. Give him a seat at the table. Goodbye. Anyways,
1: your girlfriend's going to be like, where the fuck have you
0: been (laughs) my whole life? (laughs) Where have you been my whole life? (laughs) This is the man I wanted. (laughs) Anyways, number seven. Okay. Home Home stretch. Last third. So as told by artificial intelligence, this is the seventh biggest issue people have with nutrition. It says a lack of knowledge about nutrition it says, many people lack basic knowledge ab- around nutrition. This can lead to making unhealthy choices. And then they have a photo of someone holding a pint of ice cream looking at the nutrition label. I'll start with this one, and I'll let you f- take take it from there. Then I can go kapow. Then you can go pa. I think I, – and, I, and there's many ways for us to look at it as coaches. I think we already talked about a lot of how there's a crap ton of information out there. And you really just have to sit yourself in one camp and and work from there. I also do think there is there always is an educational aspect, especially for us as coaches. Obviously, our biggest job as coaches is coaching you out of certain behaviors into to healthier ones, whether that's from a mindset standpoint or an uh, an action standpoint, like a physical action standpoint. But I always think there's also room for education because I think having the right education and that might be gray area but having the education that's going to allow you to get to your goal is important because it does clear up a lot of the uncertainty that you might have about certain things right so people who are in the camp of intermittent fasting and thinking there's so much so many great benefits that can come from this and how it's essential for fat loss and all these other things but in reality it's no different than someone who eats throughout the day right but sure. if you don't know that knowledge then it it can lead you down that rabbit hole Um, so I do think the knowledge about at least the basics of nutrition is incredibly important because it it could lead you to unhealthy food choices right for me great example when I was a trainer at a gym there was this big jacked salesman that worked there and he would just tell me he's like my man if you want to build muscle you got to put olive oil in your protein shakes he goes that's that's like a muscle building factory right there. It's a muscle building formula. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like that sounds good. I want to build muscle, olive oil, my protein shake, have the worst farts, almost shit my <laughs> pants, training clients. Sure. I'm like, and I don't know why I'm like, Oh, I don't Maybe it's because things are working the right way or not. And then my other buddy at the training is like, dude, that's, he's like, it's all fat. He's like, and <laughs> he's like, no wonder you're all shit in your pants. He's like, it's so much, so much fat at one time. Um, so, yeah, and it was my lack of knowledge about it that led me to making an unhealthy food well, choice.
1: Well, and the lack of knowledge on the salesperson. The salesperson um, probably was just one of those super scrawny guys that can never gain muscle because his metabolism is so fast, so he's always skinny unless he eats 6,000 calories a day. So for him, dumping a giant, giant amount of olive oil was what got him the calories, but because he wasn't educated, he thought some chemistry super bomb happened when you mix protein shakes and olive oil, and he's like, oh, I got Jack." No, you just... Aren't in a deficit anymore while you're trying to gain weight right so it but again it was a lack of information on both parts
0: yeah absolutely and he was jacked and sure. i think we all that's a good lesson too is just because somebody's in amazing shape yep. doesn't mean they're an amazing educator right Yeah. and that's a, that's a lesson i've learned many times from from my youth is that just because someone has really ripped abs doesn't mean they know exactly what they're talking mm-hmm. about right um so yeah Education is important. I think we both agree on that. I think we both like prioritize that with coaching.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's I think there's a dichotomy for sure. I think that most people are overeducated with it or they're mm-hmm. looking like we talked about earlier, like a little too many things. Mm-hmm. Um because like it, it a lot of times people freeze, right? Yeah. Like the um they don't with more information becomes more derailment and more mm-hmm. overwhelming anxiety and more nothing. Because most people, here's the thing, I, I, the thing I hear most of the time is most people know what to do. Yeah. They know they shouldn't wait till Monday. Most people know they shouldn't be, um, be eating 1,200 calories. Most people know they should be strength training. And the, the running theme is I know what I should be doing, and I'm just not doing it. The knowledge is not your problem. Implementation and action is your problem. Mm-hmm. And more knowledge, because here's the thing, mo- more knowledge does not equate to more implementation and action. Mm-hmm. Right. But then there's the other side of the dichotomy where, no, there are people who still think they can't eat more than 1,200 calories. Right. There are people who still think carbs magically store fat. Right. So I think it's a double-edged sword. But this is why I think information is only only the minimum effective dose, just as much information that's needed to cause the action to start.
0: Kapow. And surprise transition because number eight was misinformation about nutrition.
1: Oh, you just nailed so it! Kapow!
0: Kapow! Yeah, <laughs> we just answered seven and eight. Wow. Okay, we're good because we are good because lack of knowledge and then also misinformation, they kind of go hand in hand. And uh, I don't know why
1: they're combined? That they they seem like the same thing.
0: They do, but artificial intelligence would tell you otherwise. I'll read I'll read it, what they say. Misinformation about nutrition. There's a lot of misinformation about nutrition out there. This could lead to make uh, lead people to making unhealthy food choices. Um, pretty much they just repeated what they said about wow. the seven and eight. <laughs> Sounds like me when I was in high school and I tried to just get a little extra words on my essay to to get it done. <laughs> uh but yeah, misinformation, lack of knowledge go hand in hand we answered it and give your kapog. kapow there we go alright so that was 7 and 8 number 9 lack of support
1: that one came from in here <sighs> yeah <what you laughs> did. it's your Batman voice <laughs> burps are coming up
0: too <laughs> N- number 9 it's almost my eight. I don't know if you ever watch wrestling but there was a guy named macho man Randy Savage and he was macho like really macho Number Something nine. Like <laughs> Mr. Hamilton, <laughs> lack of support. Lack of support. AI says, it can be difficult to lose weight or eat healthy on your own. Having support from friends, family, or a registered dietitian can make a big difference. Jared Hamilton, what's your thought on... How a lack of support contributes to somebody's issues with sure. their nutrition. I mean,
1: I think it's one of those things where a lot of people um, in the beginning aren't capable of doing it on their own. Mm. I think most people who are like the, the lone wolf vibe, they just they, because they're in such a bad place, mm-hmm. they won't make it. Um, yeah, we're a product of our environment, and for most people who are struggling, husband doesn't 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 give a fuck, mm. kids don't care, and the and the friend circle are crabs in a bucket. So when you start losing weight, your friend circle starts like basically causing problems making it's trying to make you sabotage so like oh well yeah. oh well you don't want to go out with this anymore oh you've changed oh you're too good for chicken wings oh here comes becky's salad again mm-hmm. and it makes you feel bad so i think having a a support system or whether that be an accountability partner a um, a coach um, or even at bare minimum a community of people who are moving towards the goals that you want are is pivotal. It's mm-hmm. why it's why you and I both coach. It's why we're the accountability for so many of our clients. It's why yeah. we both have communities, free communities, so the right group of people gets together for the same common goal and can help support each other. I think it's pivotal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean that's what coaching is, is accountability. It it is support, right? Coaching is support. At the end of the day, yes we're educating you. Yes, we're we want you to do your workout programs and hit your calorie goals. But We're there to help you do all those things, right? We're there to hold you accountable for your emotions and what you're struggling with so you can get through that and, you know, have a better relationship with food. And that's what support is. And (laughs) first off, crabs in a bucket is the most Indiana saying I've ever heard. Okay. I've only heard that (laughs) analogy
1: from no one from here because guess what we don't have here? Crabs. Crabs. We don't have an ocean here.
0: There's a desert of crabs here. <laughs> we think crabs come from the button cornfield. <laughs> nah, man. Crabs in a bucket. <laughs> crabs how, in a bucket. How can that be an Indiana turn Because you're twang on it, I think. Do I have a. Tw- yeah. Sorry, guys. All
1: right, guys. I, we need to know in the comment section of wherever this clip is going to be at do I have. A cowboy Indian twang to my... Indian twang. I'm sorry, an Indiana twang to my vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> I think I sound just like you.
0: I don't think so. But that's okay, man. That's okay. We're <laughs> both just crabs in a bucket, man. <laughs> but I agree. I think support is everything, and obviously it's important to have, and it's not. it's not always going to be there, I think. We and that's because we all have our own shit we're trying to to work through, right? And uh, oftentimes it can feel like a lonely journey. And I think we've had a lot of people express that through clients saying how you know, and that's why I think that's why a lot of people think they are alone with binge eating, they are alone with overeating, or not being able to get to the gym, or think because they don't have that support system or people that are in the same camp as them and be like, Oh yeah, I don't do that shit either. Oh yeah. I binge on Oreos too. It's like, so that's why often people think they are a special butterfly because they don't have that accountability or that similar community that's going through the same thing. I mean, you think of, that's why they have AA meetings, right? Cause it's a bunch of people who are focused on the same goal, struggling mm-hmm. with the same obstacles. And it's easier to move through your own shit when you know that there's other people struggling right. with the same thing too. So that is important and kind of like you said there's there's ways to find it there could be facebook groups there can be coaches that can support you there can just even be uh you know going to the gym and and finding people at your gym who are going through the same thing or anything like that clubs whatever it might be like there there's just dropping
1: yourself into the
0: environment right and that can that can feel scary as well Mm -hmm. but
1: it should be i theoretically if you think about it
0: absolutely i've always been scared for that but i also think it's I think it's scarier to continue dealing by yourself. Yeah. I think that's a scarier journey. It's a lonelier journey. Kpa. Kpa. Excellent. This is it. Number 10. As told by artificial intelligence. Okay. Weight cycling. Many people yo-yo diet. Yes. Which is the practice of losing and regaining weight repeatedly. This can be harmful to your health and can make it more difficult to lose weight in the long run. Jared Yamilton, what's your thoughts on weight cycling or yo yo dieting?
1: So, yo yo dieting, here's my thing. I think it's one of those things saying yo yo dieting is a big reason for struggle is like saying people gaining weight is the reason for struggle. So, part of me goes, well, yeah, no shit. Um, but I think we need to break down like why yo-yo dieting happens, and I think it, to be honest, it's a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in this list is like when you have a bad relationship with food, when you're an all-or-nothing person, when you're you, you believe misinformation, it's gonna it's gonna be what caused you to yo-yo diet. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a million reason to million reasons to why that happens, but I think I think people need to realize the seriousness of yo-yo dieting, like the process of mm-hmm. gaining and losing the same way over and over again. Um, well, one, make it metabolically harder to lose weight in the future. Mm. It damages it every time. And then it also damages your, your psychology, whereas it's why so many people sabotage like clockwork. They're like, wow, I don't know why. As soon as it hits like six weeks in, something happens. It's because you've, you've developed the skill set of gaining weight back. It's like if I, I can't play guitar, but if I practice guitar for the next year, I would be good at playing guitar. Mm. Then you have someone like Jimi Hendrix, who is an insane animal at playing guitar because it's been decades of playing Mm. But you, it's the same thing for you struggling that you've gained weight and lost the same weight over and over again. You've now not you've now developed the skill set of like falling off and gaining weight. Mm. And some of you are the Jimi Hendrix of weight gain, which right. is really sad to say. But that's why you have to understand that. Ch- continuing to go on this and like, oh, I'll start over Monday, gain it back. Oh, you know what? I, d- it's, you know, I, I know I should do something more sustainable, but this is the only the weight watch has been the only thing that made it work, yeah. which means it didn't. Right. Um, I think you, we have to realize this is a serious issue. But there's a million reasons for the yo-yoing. But I think the biggest one is um, is the psychology of it, where if you've fallen off the same over times over and over again, you're going to have that habitual pattern until you stop it. Mm-hmm. But then you also have to make sure what you're doing is sustainable and practical. Right. Because if it's not, you will not be consistent. Consistency is, is the king to all of this, like we hear over and over again. Mm-hmm. But if your plan is not conducive for the next 10 years, you should not do it for the next 10 days. Mm-hmm. So otherwise you're going to fall off. Because if you, you have to think of the game of transformation and changing your life and losing weight, like building a house, the house that we're in right now, I hope to God every builder said, "Will this house be here in a hundred years. If I put the wall up this way and if they, and if the answer was not, yes, they did it the right way. Well, if you want to lose weight and keep it off till the day you die, you have to build the house metaphorically that it will be able to last for the next 50 years. Mm -hmm. But most of you are building your plan where you can't even last the next three months. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like, actually, I did a poll in my community that yeah, how long do you average on average last? And the answer was 14 days. Mm. No one would move into a house that was going to be there for 14 days and then you have to move out because it's going to crumble. Right. You only want the house if it's going to be here for the next hundred years. So you should build your plan that way. So you don't yo-yo diet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I and I, I think you nailed that. You nailed a couple of things. One thing you mentioned, which I really liked, was the the foundation is key. So that you can that's like step number one for yo-yo dieting is your foundation. You need to establish that foundation because that's what you stand on the entire time. That's what you revert to anytime you go off track or anything like that. I think the other thing that you mentioned too was that you know yo-yo dieting can lead to a lot of unhealthy habits. i I think pretty much everything we talked about in this podcast are a lot of reasons why people yo-yo diet. Right. Is, you know, like, you know, feeling overwhelmed and paralyzed yep. by not knowing what to do. Or, you know, maybe you you don't you think you don't have enough time because of X, Y and Z, um, you know, look at me summarizing everything. <laughs> yes. Emotional eating. Right. Yeah. Emotional eating is a huge one for why people yo-yo diet and and the psychology that goes behind the identity that they perceive themselves as or who they are. Right. Um, and that conflict of who I want to be versus who I actually think I am or believe I am is always going to be an issue, right? Um, misinformation about nutrition. That's another reason why people might yo-yo diet is because they think their, their, their hairdresser told them keto worked for me. It will work for you. I lost 20 pounds in two weeks, right? And they're like, that sounds sexy and amazing. Mm -hmm. Like I should have been doing that. Right lack of support can lead to yo-yo diet right so you start this you're like this is it i'm doing it you know and then two weeks in you realize this is really freaking hard and i feel like i'm alone in this journey i feel like i'm the only one struggling through this then you start getting to the what's the point the efforts right i think that all contributes to yo-yo dieting and uh yeah, I think. Uh, that's right. <laughs> you know, I think, and that's what Jared and I really work on is helping people break that cycle of yo-yo dieting, uh, and uh, yeah, and that's interesting. So now, Jared Yamilton, I'm going to, I'm going to say oh, this, the names of the things. I say it again. Okay. Kind of I'm going to say, say the name. Say the name of the things. Say the name of the things. I say it again. You're gonna rank them one through ten oh, wow. what you think are the biggest issues for people in their nutrition. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: On a, scale, <laughs> on a one to ten. Fuck, this is hard.
0: Yeah. On a scale of one to ten. Or or do we want to rank them like you're gonna reorder these? So Google. It's order easy for you when eight. you have the list in front of you. I know I do. <laughs> I know I do. I'm here staring at my Christmas tree. Wait, like. why don't can I text this to you? I'll text this to you. Alright. All right, we'll do. We're doing a lot, doing doing a lot lot. in Indiana. All right, ready? (laughs) Let's see it. Okay. All right. right. So Jared, Jared is going to. That's so much. Rank. Just look at the first words on each each one. Jared is going to rank what Uh, he thinks. Don't say anything, Jared. Jared is going to rank what he thinks are the most important or the biggest obstacles people face with nutrition. And I want him to start from ten down. So, so least important. Edge yes.
1: So least important. Let's start with most? you. What
0: you think based on the list that artificial intelligence gave us? Least important to most, most big, so the biggest 10 issues. Is
1: the most or least important. Least important. Um. You understand? Yep. Makes sense. Number ten. Let's go. Um. Let's go. Lack of time.
0: Hmm. Oh. Okay. And. Do I want you to explain? Yeah, well, explain. Well, i sure. It's because short. it's
1: not a lack of time that's the issue; it's a lack of a plan that's conducive for a busy life. Excellent. So, n- lack of time doesn't exist. You, c- you you don't have to make time to stop when you're full. For Good. example,
0: number nine.
1: Cost of healthy foods.
0: Oh, explain quick. One w- three sentences. Doesn't don't don't count that. But yeah, short.
1: <laughs> because you can buy cheap healthy foods.
0: Okay. Next. Number eight.
1: Lack of access to healthy foods.
0: Okay. Yeah, because they were grouped. Yeah, they're they're kind of close. Yeah. Um, number seven.
1: I don't like number. I don't like the weight cycling thing because I feel like it's not a very helpful one. So I would say um, yo-yo dieting is not, because I feel like that's the result of a problem, not the problem itself.
0: Fair enough. Number um, six. Um
1: would be helpful if I could just like when I do these, it takes them off. I know, I well. know, because you gotta um, search through. Again. Let's go not knowing what to eat because I think the premise of the question is wrong. It's um, not knowing how to eat is the problem, not mm. what to
0: eat. Good um, number five.
1: We'll go food cravings.
0: Okay,
1: I think it's a big deal because people don't know how to address it, but um, I don't think it's like the main contributing issue.
0: Excellent number four.
1: I don't see four left. Uh, well, okay, let's go. Let's go. Lack of support. Okay, we're getting up there. Yeah, um, but I don't think support should should be for most people the make or break thing.
0: Okay. Um, um have we done
1: this information yet?
0: Uh, no.
1: The last, the last three are going to be hard. Um, yes, they're very uh, top of the list. Um. So I think the last two kind of go hand in hand, Miss. Um, misinformation about nutrition and lack of knowledge about nutrition mm. both both go pretty well the same thing mm-hmm. so I would say the fight for the top two would be that in eating.
0: Ooh. oh the so lack of knowledge or and
1: information because that's like the same one right and then the emotional eating here's my here's my reason why is so
0: emotional eating number one I actually would put issue it as number one for biggest p- right. issue people have which nutrition. is very on-brand for me yes um,
1: here's the reason why because I struggle with this at first in my head. But at the end of the day, I know people who have all of the answers. Most mm. of our, most, uh, so many of our clients, have the, they have the right information about right. food. But they don't know what to do with their fucking psychology. They don't right. know how to regulate or handle their emotions. Right. And we are emotional creatures. So for me, emotional eating is at the top of the list because mm. you can have everything. Right. You can have the best metabolism, the best plan, the best information around food. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know how to handle your emotional self, which is most of you, mm. you are
0: fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And obviously we're both biased because we've, we've been through that journey. Would right? you
1: Would you label that list the same way?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think I would put – I think the only thing I might put is – uh, I might
1: put support higher on the list thinking back. I might yeah, I think I would because
0: I think I think anytime I have a prospective client, that's like one of their biggest things is like I just don't I just need someone to keep me accountable. Yeah. Right. And I think so I would put I would probably put that as number two is lack of accountability because I, cause I do think that when we feel alone on that journey, even though we all are technically we're all mm-hmm. <laughs> we're all very much alone. Right, that's the true reality. Is we're all alone. We're figuring life out as we go. We enter this life alone. We leave this life alone. Right, that's the reality of it. However, it is always helpful to have somebody there to support you. Right, like your Shelby. Right, or your mentors. Right, Uh, (laughs) your dogs. You said Shelby. Shelby,
1: like the most. (laughs) backwoods, bucktooth, <laughs> That's pill-billy. where I am, man, aren't I? <laughs> Shelby. Shelby. You know. It sounds like <laughs> you're singing the song.
0: <laughs> Shelby. The, uh, but I do. I think, so I I would put that as number two because I do think the journey is a lot harder when it feels like you're alone and it feels like you're the only one experiencing these problems. Mm-hmm. Um So I, I would, that's the only thing I would change is number two, and I would put like, misinformation or lack of education probably at number three right because that's that's pretty much what people come to us for is like just tell me what the thing to do is right like just and because i got so much i got a beehive of information on my on my head simplify it for me take out the noise hey do this do this do this that's all you gotta do right i'm here to support you to do this 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 and also you're self sabotaging or you're yo-yo dying because you haven't dealt with your shit over time and that's what's replaying all these same habits (laughs) that would be my top thrizzle.
1: <laughs> that's
0: it so Jared Hamilton please tell people where they can find you
1: you can find me at real Jared Hamilton on Instagram and TikTok all day mm-hmm. um, if you like my show or I'm um, sorry well, you may not know if I have a show if you like this kind of content you mm-hmm. love my show dieting from the inside out on all platforms mm-hmm. um, you may be able to find some episodes with Mr. Cassim on there as well I
0: think I've been uh, on there twice a couple times
1: this last time you were on a porch
0: yes it was mm-hmm. that was last year
1: yeah so mister kassim casim's been on on the show um several times mm-hmm. and otherwise that's where i hang out all day so, but i got content everywhere youtube instagram TikTok, the whole nine um mm-hmm. dms are always open if you listen to me on his show do me a favor and shoot me a message and be like yo i heard that you do have a weird indiana twang yeah you got
0: that twang that's right that, this got that twang now. this might be your third appearance third really a third or fourth i want to s- maybe fourth actually what? Yeah, you've been a, you've been a repeating guest. I think it was between you and Alex Rosen as who's been on the most. But I think this might be your fourth should appearance. should be an episode all three of us. Yeah, we That'd could definitely good. do that. Um, but yeah, so this is Jared Yamilton's third or fourth appearance. So make sure you check out previous episodes. Make sure you check out the origin episode where Jared and I talk to each other for the very first time ever. Oh. And he tells me about his obsession with cream-filled long johns. Take that as you will. <laughs> okay. Thank you all for listening Thanks, to this guys. episode of These Live Moments podcast. Check out Jared's stuff, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace, Peace. out, guys. Kappa. Kappa. Excellent. So I've never had that thing where it shut
1: off. Yeah. I mean, it literally said, "Oh, the memory card
0: was full." Thank you so much for listening to the episode of the Little Moments Podcast. Big shout out to Jared Hamilton for being on the podcast. And obviously for letting me use his equipment, letting me be in his house for a week. It was good fun and good times. Anyways, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps other people find this podcast. It helps them if you think about it. Because when you leave a five-star review, people see that they're like oh i should listen to this and then they hear the information that you just heard and it helps them end their year and year of yo-yo dieting and so on and so forth so thank you so much for listening if you'd like to work together one-on-one fat loss coaching you have any of the issues presented in this podcast i can help and you can apply for coaching at bodybrian.com slash coaching i love you super much thank you so much for this, this episode and i'll see you the next one. Peace out, guys.